barbecue, huh? How do you like your ribs? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 79. Jesslyn, your episode is next. Yeah, I was trying to waggle my eyebrows at you. I don't think it worked at all. No, you didn't. I don't uh, know what I was doing with my face just then. <laughs> waggling your eyebrows at me? Yes, the next episode is mine. The Rock says the next episode is mine. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what you're, you're going to pick yet? or? No, not yet. Don't push me. Don't hassle me. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, we're nearing 80 and then 100, and uh, we got one more episode until we take a little break, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that a little bit next episode. We'll do a little rundown of what's going on, and what's in our n- near future here, so. <clears throat> but for now, let's get to a couple movies that we've seen lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, one a newer and one a little bit older, a few years. Uh, the older one is a movie directed by the same guy who did The Collector and mm-hmm. The Collection, the movie we just did last week. So I was pretty interest, interested in to see what else uh, Marcus Dunstan has done. Me too. And I read through it and I saw that he did this movie called The Neighbor. And it's from 2016 and it's available uh, to rent on Amazon Prime. And we were like, you know what? We liked his other movies. Let's give these other two movies a shot before the third Collector movie comes out, The mm-hmm. Collected. And um, Josh Stewart's in this one too, so we're like, yeah, yeah of course, like, let's, let's his check muse. Him out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like the Leonardo DiCaprio to his Martin Scorsese, exactly. if you will. But pretty soon it's going to be uh, DiCaprio and Tarantino. He's yeah, two mm-hmm. of his movies now. Oh, look out! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this movie, The Neighbor, um, and Josh Stewart's in there, and also which was, which was funny to me at first, but I really was in tune with this character um, and the actor playing this character was Bill Engvall. Yeah, and you know, you would think that I would see that name and go, I don't know about this casting, but I actually saw that name and went, I bet he can pull this off. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> I think Bill Engvall is pretty funny. He's a pretty yeah. funny guy. Mm-hmm. Out of the all the, the hillbillies of comedy, I think he's yeah. probably the funniest out of all of them. Agreed. And, and I like me some Ron White, but yes. Ron, yeah, he's small doses, though. It's small doses, like, for like, sure. I think that kind of act is, is kind of over with now. Agreed. But... Um, yeah, I think I thought he was pretty funny and pretty more down to earth than the other guys. Yes. Uh, and then he did that one TV show I never watched was the Bill Engvall show. Yeah, I'm sure a... it was trite and stupid. Oh, J Law was in it though. Jennifer Still. Lawrence. That's not exactly how she got her big break though. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no. What, what movie was that? Wasn't though? exactly her big break. Um, her big break was Winter's Bone. Winter's she got nominated Bone. for an Oscar for that. Yeah. Right. I didn't watch that one. I did. It's really good. I read the oh. book, too. Yeah, she's great. Winter's Bone. Okay. And the book is also great. Anyway, anyway Bill Engvall. Bill Engvall. So, yeah, he's awesome in this movie. He plays the antagonist. Why did you think he would work? Because I want to tell you why I thought he would work. No, I want to hear you. Let's, okay. let's hear you. I, this I was, thought um... he would work because when I moved to the city, 
I discovered that city kids are scared of rednecks. Scared of them. And I just always thought it was adorable and hilarious. So when I saw he was cast in this role, I was like, oh, I bet he's going to scare the shit out of people yeah. in the city. And he did, and yeah. he did, yeah. He played a really cool antagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much, this film is about um, Josh Stewart and his wife are mules, I guess, or transporters of drugs for Josh Stewart's uncle. He's kind of trapped in this position, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's saving money so he can kind of escape his uncle, who's kind of a dickhead to him. Uh, so him and his wife can go to Mexico. But in the place where the, their next-door neighbor from where they live um, confronts them one day because Josh Stewart's character uh, saw there was a garbage can from his neighbor in the middle of the street, so he returned the garbage can. And, right. Uh, later that day or the next day, Bill Engvall comes over and has a talk to Josh Stewart, and he's pretty much saying, hey, I know you guys are up to no good. Let's uh, kind of stay out of each other's way. How mm-hmm. about it? <laughs> and, then that was, and it's pretty uh, yeah. menacing. Yeah. It is, yeah. He didn't have too many words to say, but yeah. it was pretty impactful for his presence in that scene. Mm-hmm. So, um, and of course, you know, the, their, cross do, their paths do cross again, mm-hmm. and uh, he ends up... Um, kidnapping Josh Stewart's wife or girlfriend, who, mm-hmm. whomever, whomever it is, and we find out that he is into uh, tra- uh, human trafficking. Right. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is pretty much Josh Stewart trying to get his wife and other captives in uh, Bill Enfall's place with his three sons too, right. or two yeah. sons. I'm sorry. What well, it reminded you a little bit of what what movie? Do you think a little bit? Uh. The collector, maybe. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still liked it. I'm yeah, just it was it was still a pretty good yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Story wise, of course, there's not going to be all that much to it. Mm-hmm. But if you get give us uh, a simple premise and you put a lot behind it, and you make it good, then yeah, of course, it's going to be a, a cool movie. But uh, I think it's it relates a lot to the movie of the week, which I'll get into a lot mm-hmm. more about movies like this and smaller film. Is that you don't need this big grandiose story all the time. Right. You keep it simple and you, you make it good, people are going to watch it. And, and Yeah, it'll still surprise you. I agree. Right, yeah. exactly. In this movie, yeah, it was a smaller film. There's not a bunch going on, but it's it's well done. And the pacing, I think, is very well done, too. And just the whole filmmaking in general. So I would check out The Neighbor um, before or after you watch the collector and the collection yeah. and after you listen to the last week's podcast so that then yeah definitely go check out the neighbor yeah it's available to rent on amazon yeah unfortunately well, it was a few bucks it right like three bucks yeah. totally worth it yeah whatever who cares three bucks big deal yeah or you could probably steal it using cody if that even is is that around yes, still i don't know we stopped even trying yeah because the movies would always cut out and stuff and yeah. i was like oh fuck it we'll just buy it i'm sick of you know Having to restart the movie, or maybe I just have to find better sites. But maybe, uh, but I'm just over it. Kind of. We're grown ups. Yeah. we can afford three dollars to exactly. watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, next movie we actually saw this in the theater, and it is *Brightburn*, which um, I did want to see this movie, and I did like the play on Batman that this movie gives us because it's something I've never really seen before. Superman. Yes. What did I say? Batman. Batman. Uh, yeah. Superman. Sorry. Superman. Very night. <laughs> very. Day. Yeah. Very. Very different. <laughs> Do you see what I did? Yeah. Yeah. Night Good one day. there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Brightburn. Uh, cool plan, Superman. Um, 
and it's cool to see it it's from that uh, that point of view and this uh, taking it into a different direction and having seeing a villain on screen become a villain and why he's a villain. I like that. You know, it, I really can't recall any movie where that's been done before, but I'm sure it has. Uh, I just don't know the movie. Yeah, like the villain origin story I think we've seen before, just not a child. Swapped. Well, yeah. swapped well, yeah. for, like, uh, put in a hero's position. Yes, like agreed. Superman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Brightburn yet, that's, that's the gist of the movie, is that instead of Clark Kent being Superman, it's... What's the kid's name in the movie? I forgot it. The kid's name is uh, Kyle. Kyle. Briar. Is it Briar? Wait, is no, I'm sorry. Kyle? Brandon Briar. Brandon Briar. It's two like, B's. Right. It's gotta be. B-B. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, I, I didn't know why this movie was called Brightburn, but that's the city they live in. It's called right. Brightburn. And it's like a take on Smallville. And mm-hmm. I didn't connect that until yeah. I saw the movie, because I was like, what the fuck does Brightburn mean? And Brightburn, Kansas. And Superman is also from Kansas, right? Is he from Kansas? Somewhere in the Midwest yeah. is where he grew up. I want to say Kansas. Right, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. I guess I really don't care too much about Superman. I think he's cool and everything. Yeah. He's way overpowered. Yeah, well, even my dad talks about how they finally had to kill Superman because it got kind of boring because you couldn't even hurt Superman, so where's the fun in that? Yeah, well, then they brought him back like a year later. Well, yeah. And they kind of did a, a Spock of him, if I believe, from, what is that, uh, Star Trek Four, Where he doesn't, like, remember shit. And, yeah, well, right, technically, know. yeah, it's Star Trek Four. They bring him back in Star Trek Three, oh. but you don't really see him until the end. Oh, okay. Whatever. But you're saying, like, in... in <laughs> Uh, Justice League when they bring him back right or yeah when they bring him back and yeah exactly he's not the Superman before kind of thing I think they did that to Optimus Prime too then he doesn't remember who it yeah, is. Yeah, he's yeah. If I okay. remember correctly, it's been a very long time since the last time I saw a Transformers in the cartoon. Because actually, I did went. I go back one time, and some of it was pretty bad, <laughs> and uh, I was afraid to go back to the rest of the episodes. Because um, some, yeah, some of them just didn't hold up. Right. Like GI Joe did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We're man. getting off track. <laughs> sort of. So, well, so what were your thoughts on Brightburn? We haven't really talked about. No, it. we haven't because we wanted to wait until yeah. today to, to speak about it. I like the movie prior to this. There's even kind of less of a story, but at the same time, it's such a just a small little film and just small little like um plot to it that it's well done also so it really doesn't need to have a lot of substance as compared to these big grandiose kind of like marvel movies and everything right yeah it's not that for sure if that's what you guys are want to see that's not what this is yeah no it's what pretty much the first 20 minutes of a Superman movie, I guess, and then mm-hmm. that's the movie, but and that's how it ends. So, right. like, in a way, mm-hmm. like, you know, he, found, he finds out, like, um, he he's evil, and he becomes evil at the end. Uh, the end and the end credits were pretty cool, I like, though, um, mm-hmm. of him starting to destroy the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was just really cool. Uh, and I don't think any of this is a spoiler, but no, they made that all. all pretty clear in the trailer. Yeah, so it's all in the trailer, yeah. and... Don't yeah. Uh, there's a few parts in this movie that I thought were uh, really, really uh, made the film, and one of them it's just a small little part. It's toward the end where um, what's her face, the the mom in there, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. She um, has a piece of uh, the kid's 
um, ship, and mm-hmm. we find out that the ship actually, uh, the sharp parts of it and the metal that's made from the ship can actually hurt uh, the, the kid. Yeah, because nothing has ever broken his skin before. No, the dad never, makes a big point about that. Yeah, yeah he's never been sick or anything. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, towards the end, when she knows that there's really no going back for him and that that's really not her son anymore, then she grabs a piece of the, the craft and is going to stab him. And she hugs him and says, you know, I'll always love you. And she, he embraces her. Then she goes to stab him and he blocks her. Mm-hmm. And then he holds onto her and he flies up through like the barn they're in and they crash through and they go all the way up into the air. Now what I really liked is the detail in that when they go through the, the, the roof and they're in the air and they're looking at each other and you look at Elizabeth Banks and she's got scratches and blood all over her face from going through that roof. Yeah. Which, I mean, I you don't see that very often in movies mm-hmm. when something like this happens, when someone all fucked up. From going through a roof, right. it's always you know they're scot free and, and not a scratch on them. Right. So I really like that part, that little detail. All in all, for this film though, um, I think I'm probably going to give it a high C, low B. Okay. Um, uh, because it's um, there's nothing really wrong, and there's you know nothing really outstanding about it. Yeah. So it's kind of like just like a middle of the road kind of movie for me. I'm happy I saw it, and I did have a good time watching it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I thought... So my thoughts when we first walked out of the theater was that I wanted it to have maybe a little more heart. And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that was that I guess I wanted him to have sort of a motive to be evil. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe try to be... Like, I guess like you're run-of-the-mill villain origin Mm. story where they try to be good and they're finally pushed to the brink and they become this, like, sympathetic villain. But the more I think about that, I mean, what I said initially was like, well, it's not my movie and that's not how it went, so I should just accept that. But the more I think about that, I, I never, like, I never think about a hero. Like, well, what were his motivations for becoming a hero? Right, exactly. I never really give that a lot of thought. And I think this story was like, this This kid's just a villain. That's just right, how yes. it is. Nothing pushed him to that. That's just who he is. And if they tried to show you that, they did it poorly. I mean, there are some scenes sort of. where you see why he's becoming the villain, but it's not completely horrible. You know, he's, right. he's not getting hit or punched or anything, really. I mean, sure, he's getting picked on by someone, but... There are just, yeah, consequences to his actions. Right. Yeah. So, um, I wish, yeah, I kind of wish there was more of a motive, too. But, yeah, not my movie. Right. And I think because of that, it it was sort of like middle of the road for me, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I got a lot from him. So, I don't know. He's still the star of the movie. So, I still feel like I should kind of care. And I just sort of didn't. I was like, man, this kid is evil. You've got to kill him now. (laughs) I never feel that way about children. Yeah. Sometimes um, I feel that way about children. See, I... I, (laughs) (laughs) True, true. But at the same time, too, I kind of was on his side a little bit. And uh, I didn't really feel all that bad that he was doing all the stuff he was doing, too. Because, um, yeah, I guess, I, I actually, I... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I disagree there. He does some pretty awful stuff. He it's does. way gorier it than is. I expected it to be. There yeah. are some good gore scenes in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I really, I do kind of root for him a little bit. Why? No, don't. We've spoiled it enough. <laughs> Tell me why later. <laughs> 
don't know. I kind of like the villain, man. I, I like, I like the villain. In, in movies, of course, you gotta have a great villain in movies to yeah. make the movie good. But I, I actually told you this the other day because you asked me this about Game of Thrones, and uh, I don't think you asked me. I said that Jon Snow from Game of Thrones was my my favorite character. And yeah. You were like throughout the whole show, and I was like, yeah, pretty much. He was like my favorite character. I I can understand him, and like I relate to that character. Mm-hmm, I can see that since and, you said it, I yeah. see it. And then and. Then I said this line to you, and I was like, you know, I'm the type of villain who roots for the good guys in movies. And you're like, who wrote that? And I was like, that, that's me right there. <laughs> and I, and the reason is, is because I like to, to uh, if I was a villain, and I'm watching these heroic movies with uh, these heroes, and the hero always, almost always wins because, uh, well, not because, but that's just how it goes. Um, and to see the these heroes beat these much better v- these villains that have already taken control in these movies and are gonna should beat the hero end up losing all the time right so me as a villain seeing this seeing these other villains who aren't as good as me and wouldn't <laughs> do the same thing I would have done in this situation right. lose makes me kind of happy so I, I think that's the reason why okay interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Right, we so. are burning through Game of Thrones. We're like halfway through season two. Right, we're gonna go through now. it again because uh, I, I know a lot of people bitched about the movie yeah. and that show, but yeah, I want to see it again. It was a good show, and like, oh, the last season went by so quick. You know, they just rushed through things. Well, it was at a snail's pace for like it six, was. seven seasons, I man. I kind of want to go through it again to watch Daenerys again because right. that's what people are super furious about. And I start people are so angry. I was like, did I maybe miss something? Mm. And no, already in season two. Already in season two, she made my eyes bug out a little bit at some of the things she was saying. Oh, in season one, even, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> is she a fucking amazing character? Yes. Yes. Yes, she is. There's a lot of amazing yeah. characters in there, and some of them didn't have the greatest endings. Some of them did. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a show. Find a it, new and show. also, yeah, find a new show. <laughs> Chernobyl. <laughs> or, yeah, if you're like us, go back and binge through the same Yeah, show. go through it again. <laughs> But let's not talk about Anywho, Game of Thrones. Brightburn. <laughs> Brightburn, right. Uh, yeah, check it out. You know check what? Check it out. I rent it. it like rent it. Solid B. Yeah, yeah, rent it. Rent the movie. It's not going to blow your socks off, but it's still very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I thought James Gunn directed it, but I was no. totally wrong. His brother and his cousin wrote it. Right. And he produced it. Yeah. And then I read online uh, just some people's reviews of this movie, and they're like, oh, these guys wrote some stupid like kitty movie or cartoon movie or something <laughs> like that. And then they wrote Brightburn. Like, are you gonna go? No, like, I'm not gonna go see that movie because they wrote uh, some movie like that. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Or, yeah, two, or, I think yeah, or something. Wrote. Yeah, bring it on to. Yeah, yeah that's they wrote it. Some, yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? You know what? James Gunn wrote like what was one of his first films that he wrote? It was the sequel to that Scooby Doo movie. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, that. and I remember it start somewhere. Yeah, and I remember that too because I um I remember seeing the um. Well, man, maybe it wasn't the second Scooby. Maybe the first or second Scooby Doo movie. Okay. Anyway, he did one of those. <laughs> so, uh, and I remember seeing the previews for um, Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. and um, and his name because he's the one who wrote Dawn wrote of the it. Dead. Mm-hmm. And people were like, "Oh, that's the dude who wrote Scooby Doo and stuff." And then Dawn of the Dead was a pretty good movie. Um, the original still 
leagues ahead of it, but yeah. it was very enjoyable, and I've seen it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I have a good time watching it. And There's I great hate characters. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and um, um, then after that, he did well, like Slither, and he did a uh, uh, bunch of others, like Guardians of the Galaxy, and all that stuff. Yeah, of so, course, obviously, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Miss... Slither, which I think is hilarious, oh, that great. and also kind of gory. Yeah, yeah that movie, in the horror community, that movie, movie's fucking tops right mm-hmm. there because it has so many different elements in there. You got comedy, you got old fifties horror, and you just got horror. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 Michael really Rooker. Cool. Yeah, Michael Rooker tearing <laughs> it up, of course. Uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, whatever. Wait till wait right. till you see the movie before you start judging it because that's a perfect example right there. Yeah, and I was shocked by some of the violence. Yeah, and there's that was, one guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it Steven DeSouza or something like that? Who's directed quite a few good movies, and yet he, I believe, he directed like the Street Fighter movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know? So yeah, you never know what sometimes. Gotta start movies. somewhere. Yeah. Street Fighter. You see that movie? I think so. Isn't that everyone's reaction to have you seen Street Fighter? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I actually I saw that one in the theater, actually. Oh, did you? It was another one of those I think my dad took me. Aww. Like another video game comic movie he took me to, along with like Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Mortal Kombat, which the second one, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> so yeah, he took me to go see all these shit movies. And yeah, that one was shit too, but it's funny to laugh at now and... It's funny to see it. Some of the characters, uh, some of the actors in that movie, and of course you got like Van Damme, mm-hmm. you got Kylie Minogue plays Cammy in the in the movie. Before she did that, uh, that popular song she did on MTV. Yeah, I mean, if I've seen it, I did not know who Kylie Minogue was yeah, when exactly, I saw it. Exactly yeah. right. And then they got the uh, that one dude from Blood In Blood Out is in it. Uh, he plays like the the white Mexican guy in Blood and Blood Out. <laughs> he plays uh, Ken, I believe, and yeah, there's just a bunch of characters <laughs> in yeah. that film. So it's it's it not a very good movie, but it's funny to watch because it's so horrible and there's very little fighting in it. Right, street fighting. <laughs> Brightburn. Brightburn. Check it out. <laughs> listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening
Our movie of the week is the 2018-2019 film Relaxer. Jessalyn and I originally saw this movie about a year ago at the Cinepocalypse Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And I've been waiting about a year to see this movie again. I've talked about this film plenty of times now on the podcast. And finally, (laughs) it is available to stream. We reference it like every weekend. (laughs) That we have nothing to do. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we rented it the day it was released. (laughs) Right. I was like, I gotta see it again. This is gonna be movie of the week. I was so happy when it finally came out. I was, oh, oh, so I can't wait to review it right now. Uh, quick little synopsis about the movie. With the impending Y2K apocalypse fast approaching, Abby is faced with the ultimate challenge, the unbeatable level 256 on Pac-Man, and he can't get off the couch until he conquers it. A survival story set in a living room. <laughs> and yes... We never leave this living room at all no. in this movie. This is just one set piece throughout the whole film. Hour and a half running time. Very few cuts to this movie, too. Uh, I believe the beginning of the film, there's about 15 minutes, and there's no cut to the film. No, none. <laughs> and I think really only, like, four camera angles. Just about, yeah. And um, camera movement, too, is... There's a few times of it, but it's down to a minimum. And... Um, this movie is directed by Joel Patrykis. Hopefully I'm saying this correctly. It looks, yeah, Patrykis. That's uh, how I'd say that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Joshua Burge is our main character. His name is Abby. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Dasmalchian is Cam, uh, his brother. And you don't know him. He's tons of movies now. Uh, Dark Knights, Ant-Man, the new Blade Runner, He, uh, the Domestics. He's a... Uh, Awesome character actor coming yeah. up through the ranks. He's the uh, new official Hey, It's That Guy. Hey, It's That Guy. <laughs> hey, Steve Buscemi. There he is. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Andre Highland, who plays Dallas. Those are our three main characters. But our main one is Joshua Burge as Abby or Abner. Yeah. There's never a scene where he's not on camera. I don't think. Right. Uh, they do pan away from him at one point. Right. And it was, I and I believe it was just to switch some liquids out that he had to drink. But, <laughs> but, all right. Well, I'm just going to start out by saying this movie's fucking gross. But it's oh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I was starving. And so my food had just arrived when we started the movie. And you were like, let's watch something else. And I was like, no, I can do this. I'm starving. <laughs> and then by the time I'd had a few bites of my food, that scene was coming right. up. And I was like... I can't do this. I'm sorry, <laughs> you have to stop it. <laughs> so what we're talking about pretty much is that Cam is challenging Ab- Abner, or Abby as they call him through this mm-hmm. movie, to do all these challenges. And he films them all. Cam, oh, oh I'm just putting that together. No, Cam, and he films them all. Okay. <laughs> uh, he films all of all these challenges he makes his brother do. And um, this latest one that he's doing now is that he has to drink like eight bottles or like a whole gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every like minute or two, he fills up this bottle and he makes Abby drink it. And Abby does not want to drink this milk. Right. It's, it's been sitting out like um, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks gross. It's skim milk. Yeah. The oh, worst kind. I kind of want to puke right now. Because <laughs> I hate warm milk as it is. Yeah. My milk has to be fucking cold for me to drink it. Yeah. I need cold milk. I can or feel coffee. it coming now. Yeah, yeah. it's... Ugh. So, um... <laughs> and uh, Cam is... is it's pretty mean to Abby, and Abby, yeah. he has some mental issues. Uh, there yeah. definitely was abuse. Um, I guess it was alluded to uh, later on in the movie mm-hmm. that he might have endured from his father that we learn, and he just seems to have some issues, and there was definitely some 
um, I don't know how you say it, uh, you didn't, I guess, grow up <laughs> really all that much. Intellectually stunted, Yes, that perfect, yeah. thank you, English mm-hmm. major. No problem. Um, so yeah, uh, he just, he just really doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but unfortunately his mother has kicked him out of the house and he has to stay with Cam now. Uh, but for him to stay with Cam, he has to do these challenges or Cam's going to kick him out. Right. And uh, unfortunately, he, he doesn't pass the milk one because he can't move from the couch at all. He right. can't even lift the butt cheek. He can't even go reach over to the side, really, or move to the other cushion of the couch. He has to stay there. He cannot move. Mm-hmm. And he does not move uh, throughout this entire movie until the very end. <laughs> but, um, for, so starting out... You know, um, with the milk, uh, Cam goes away to go get a bucket for Abby to do <laughs> in case Abby pukes. And it really looked like he was gonna. He, yeah. he did not look well. <laughs> so he comes back with a like one of those mop buckets. But in the meantime, Abby had to go to the bathroom, so he ends up, he couldn't leave his seat, so he pisses in the jug of the milk, thinking that um, he only has to drink these eight baby bottles full, but... Cam, I believe, probably actually said you have to drink this whole gallon of milk. That's what Cam said, he said, yeah. Right, so Abby's really fighting to drink this milk, and uh, Abby Abby is, and then Cam refills the uh, the, the bottle of milk, so Cam has to, uh, Abby has to drink it, and uh, Abby sniffs it and doesn't even drink it, and then he just fucking pukes all yeah. over himself. He's not wearing a shirt or anything, he's no. just kind of just sitting there in his boxers, and he just fucking barfs up all the milk all over the place all over cam all over the like floor he's really barfing he did really barf yeah, you, you can read tell about this no i no i didn't read but you can just tell yeah. he was barf you can tell a barf man that you can tell that between someone acting like they're puking really he, looked like he was barfing. he yeah <laughs> he, he reminded me of bishop in aliens when he gets the <laughs> the fucking uh, the alien queen uh, tears him in half yeah that's that's what it kind of reminded me of. That was funny. One of the first times I ever watched that movie, I was drinking milk because I was that young. And then that scene happened, and I got so sick, I had to watch the rest of the movie from the top of the stairs <laughs> by the bathroom. <laughs> like, gore? Give me all the gore I can stand. It doesn't bother me at all, but... Now, when the movie was over... and mucus. Did your dad look up over at you and go, Not bad for a human. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, this this was the part when we saw it in the theaters where I was like, you know what? I have to go to the bathroom and watch the rest of this scene. <laughs> I gotta lock this one off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't barf, but it was a good opportunity for me to leave the theater for a few minutes. So um, Abby totally screws the pooch on this, this challenge. And um, when Cam went down to go get the bucket, he picked up this Nintendo Power magazine. Because in the beginning of this movie, Abby is sitting at this um, on his couch playing, uh, I believe, Tony Hawk on Nintendo sixty four, yeah. and uh, so we know he likes video games. So Cam found this this old Nintendo Power magazine with Billy Mitchell on the front. And if you don't know who Billy Mitchell is, he was the guy who held the top score for Donkey Kong and all these other video games for a long time. Until recently, like the last year or two, found out that he actually possibly cheated. I think definitely. I don't think there was any question that he doctored those tapes. Right, yeah. Recently we found that out. It looks like that. And there was a bunch of, uh, at least another guy I know of that too was also taken off the record books because they found out that that world record he had 
is impossible to achieve. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, yeah, all of his name, his name was taken off all the records. So, um, uh, Pam goes to Abby saying, all right, if you can beat the level of uh, 256 of Pac-Man, you can stay here and live with me. And so Abby is like, okay, and Cam tells him, you know what you have until you're, what, 2000 to do it, until New Year's Eve to right. finish this. So the rest of our movie is of Abby trying to beat this game, but you really don't see him playing the game all that much. It's more about the characters that are entering his life and what he's doing <laughs> to beat this game <laughs> and to survive while he beats this game because yeah. he can't get up at all. Right. He can't go to the fridge. He can't go out and buy things. Grubhub didn't exist. He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> so he has to you know, endure however long it is to be able to beat this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the characters he meets in this is, uh, it's, I believe this is probably more of Cam's friend, but uh, uh, I guess a friend of his, Dallas, comes over, <laughs> and he's like a total '90s dude. Like uh, you'd see him like at a, a corn concert, kind of. He looks like one of those guys, uh-huh. and he plays the character so well, though. <laughs> he's really funny as the character. Uh, Andre Highland is his name. Yeah, and uh, he, he's a really good part of this movie. Nice character to fit in here. He only has one part in the movie, and he never comes back, unfortunately. But that's with all the characters that are in this movie. Mm-hmm. They really don't come back. So, yeah, the first character we get to meet is is Dallas. Uh, it's because Abby asked him to, you know, kind of bring him food. <laughs> and uh, a Pac-Man tape, because he thinks if he studies this Pac-Man tape, he'll be able to beat the game. Right. And uh, something to drink, too. So, um, no, he wanted a pizza, didn't he? Yeah, he asked him to order a yeah. pizza and bring mm-hmm. So he never brought the pizza over. <laughs> He brought some sodas over, but never really shares it with Abby. Because no, Abby doesn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, dude, this is 79 cents for this, <laughs> this soda. <laughs> he tapes the sodas to his hands. Yeah, he's Edward Soda Hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, even when I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm laughing. Right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from there on... You know, he kind of fucks with Abby some more. He eats his bologna sandwiches. Abby's bologna yeah. sandwiches he has in, like, the microwave for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but this apartment they live in is fucking... It's it's not a total shithole. It's like a... It would be, like, more of a punk rocker's house. I mean, more of a punk rocker who has a job, kind of. It's gnarly. It is pretty bad, but I've seen worse. You know, yeah. I've seen some real shitholes. But this place isn't... A complete shithole. It's a shithole, but not. It's a shithole. Yeah. Like okay. Well, they, I'm sorry. When they move the couch. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's a scene where um, <laughs> the the supers of the building came in to bug bug bomb the the apartment. So mm-hmm. they go into the apartment where Abby is, and <laughs> well, like, the one guy doesn't speak. Well, I guess he does speak English, but he doesn't speak English to Abby. Right. And then there's another one of the the supers there too, and they're gonna let off a bug bomb. And, of course, Abby's like, nah, I can't move. I have, like, can you guys do this later? And he's so kind of out of it and maybe, um, God, what's another? English major, help me out. What's Sedate? Uh, yeah, maybe sedate, but um, what's that one That one symptom or, or uh, I like I say illness, but that that one. Kinda, Disassociated? I, maybe, but then there's the Asperger's. Okay, maybe. all right. Maybe a little Asperger-y, maybe. I think. 
I can't, you know, pinpoint it down. I don't anything. know. I'm not terribly familiar with Asperger's, so I don't. I don't want to say that. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. Fuck yeah. it. Uh, I'm no doctor. <laughs> I'm no movie critic here, but here I am. Fuck it. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, when um, the bug bomb guys come in, they move the couch he's on. And when they move the couch, underneath, uh, it, it, they never clean the place. So underneath, the couch is clean and is white. The carpet's white. Yeah. But um, everywhere else, it's like brown. So it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and when they move the couch, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, there's a drawing behind the couch of uh, like a, a Bart Simpson... With like this huge thin heart on, <laughs> it's just like it, it's it's a funny little moment. But what's it makes it even funnier is like the guy who doesn't speak English at all sees it and he goes Bart Simpson <laughs> like that. <laughs> it just that part just cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as time goes on, some other characters come in too. We um, times changing. Uh, like, the days are going by towards the end. Uh, Abby's grown a beard. He looks even more gross and smellier. He's made, like, a makeshift, like, cooking pot out of one of the, the, the two liters of soda. Is? No, but Aaron shows up before yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I said, you know, some other characters come in. And I All just, right. I kind of well, skipped I that part for a second. Significant. She is significant. Uh, I was going to get to it in a second, but All we'll right. get to it now. Felt like you skipped it. It's That's okay. All. I can skip things. It's my show. I'll skip what I want, <laughs> and I'll come back to what I want, damn it. <laughs> so, yes, this, this character um, that Abby seems like he used to work with, I want to say... Well, I thought it was a building neighbor. That's what I was getting from her. No, because it seems like she bought food, came over to his place, and was about to leave. So I didn't think she would do that. But it sounds like she... It looks like she was. she's a nurse. Well, she said she's a nurse now. Mm-hmm. And looks like she became a nurse. So usually before you become a nurse, you can be like a... Uh, like a nurse, nursing assistant or something. Right. So then I kind of thought maybe he was like a porter or something at a hospital or an oh, okay. old age home maybe okay like a like a low level job he might have had because i mean i'm not trying to be a dick but it doesn't seem like he had the best job ever and no i those and those kind of jobs are like old age homes i mean i could never do them and i praise the people who can do those things because whenever i walk into an old age home i fucking just oh, I, yeah. it's the worst thing ever it's the worst i'd never want to be in one of those things to live nor do i want to visit those things really Man, they're so depressing and just like, oh, I it's don't a, want to be here, man. What you meant was it's a bad job. It's, it's a noble job. It's Yeah, absolutely. It is a noble job. It's I a give job it to you guys who yeah. do that kind of work. Hey, man, way better person than I am. Yeah. And I still feel like it was like a, an apartment neighbor. That's okay. what I was getting out of that. Well, then she comes over because she feels pity for uh, yeah. Abby. And then uh, she brings him some food and she starts talking to him and... He's, they're talking about his dad a bit more, and we found out that his dad had, um, I guess he was, might have tried to rape someone in a, uh, like a gas station bathroom, or maybe it was back in the day when gay people had sex, they had to go out of the way somewhere, and maybe his dad was charged with indecent exposure and given a shitload of time. It sounded like the kid was a minor. I mean, maybe like 16, 17. Right, yeah, and that also. And a minor. I guess it was, he might have, uh, Abby might have been touched also in a way. Right. That's really never, that was kind of vague. It never really was brought up. 
Um, which I kind of like, too. They kind of they left it vague, mm-hmm. so we can just build our own story on it. But Cam has completely disowned his father. Right, yeah. Whereas, yeah, Abby misses him. It's right, yeah. sad. It is pretty yeah. sad. Uh, and, yeah, and that's when we first, uh, not first, but uh, we first get to really get a sense that maybe Abby has powers, like superpowers. Right. Because he has these, like, glasses that have shades in them that are of... Um, like 3D like glasses. Like 3D glasses, mm-hmm. right? And when he puts those on and he concentrates, it seems like he can make things explode because mm-hmm. when um, Dallas was over earlier with the, the... When he was Edward fucking soda hands, <laughs> Abby got pissed off because he wouldn't give him any soda, and so he put those glasses on and really concentrated, and the sodas exploded all over the place and made everything even more gross they and do. sticky. I mean, it's hard to say because he was also like dancing around and right, shaking exactly. the sodas. Right, exactly. So we really didn't think of that. But then here, he, um, the the character of Aaron comes over with her boyfriend, yeah, um, who I guess might have worked with them also, because uh, he knew Abby also. Because yeah. Um, and he's standing at the war- door waiting for Aaron to finish talking with Abby. He's kind of a dick. He is a dick. And yeah. he's being a real dick to Abby. And Abby puts the glasses on and starts to like concentrate on him. And he looks like he's having heartburn. And you're like, yeah. oh, he might have something here. But then it kind of he stops doing it and it goes away. So mm-hmm. we're not totally sure yet if he has superpowers. Right. Um, and then that's when um, the character of Aaron tells Abby, like, you know, that's really not possible for you to beat that Pac-Man level. Uh, but here are some pointers to getting maybe close to it, and she writes them, like, how to get to, uh, how to move past a ghost without dying, which looked like it was legitimate, and I gotta look this up to see if it's true, <laughs> but it probably is, but um, it was a cool trick for me to do, maybe, but... Um, so she teaches him how to do that, and then she leaves, and then he's just there trying to beat this game again and then like I said before his, his hair totally grows out he ends up looking like Daniel Bryan from uh, WWE Wrestling and I know you don't no. no idea who the fuck that is but he really looks like him so anyone who listens to the show you'll yeah you'll get an idea of what <laughs> Abby looks like at the end of this movie well since Joshua Burge who plays Abby is in The Revenant I'm gonna go ahead and say that he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio from The Revenant <laughs> at the end of this right, movie there, yeah. <laughs> scraggy and yeah I didn't see The Revenant I, I should I just I don't know I didn't see it either but everybody's seen what Leonardo DiCaprio Leo, looks like right no the 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 how hard it was to, to film that movie yeah, and everything right. sounded miserable yeah, yeah like that so anyway yeah he looks all scrubby and gross he has always looked gross throughout this movie. Yes, but he <laughs> aggressively worse. And yes, it does. And then there's one point where um, he's he doesn't have any more water. He can't open the window from where he is uh, anymore because someone closed it. And some then someone breaks it. Then he has a tripod that he converts into like this arm, and he has a cup that he uh, uses to get rain from outside because the window broke because uh, a bird flew into a bird it. Bird flew, flew through it. Yeah. <laughs> And so he sticks, like, the cup out to get water, and when he brings it back in, the cup had fallen. He has no water. <laughs> it's like this grabby thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's using the camera tripod to make it longer. Right, yeah. right. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from there, he um, <laughs> he, uh, he busts open the wall where he's right next to and sees that there's two different pipes in there. And <sighs> one of them is for piss and excrement, and the other one is the water. For yeah. the building. So he does eeny, meeny, miny, moe, 
And of course, he breaks the wrong one, and shit sprays all yeah. over. Him. I've forgotten all about that part. <laughs> I didn't. I was gross. waiting for that part. How gross this movie is. But then he um, he hits the right pipe next time, and it fires water all over him. And then that's when they they play the music from Pac Man, I believe, it's like because he scored and like he finally gets water, yes, yeah, somewhat clean. <laughs> so I love that part from the movie. And they do a lot of cute little like video game nods. Like he tells Dallas that he should knock with the secret knock. Right, <laughs> exactly. The Mario tune. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're all, all little little things in here. They're are, they're just hilarious, man. This this movie is really really funny. Yeah, and this is a movie I, that absolutely needs to exist. And this is a, a, a different idea, a new concept. More movies like this should be out there, but unfortunately, no one ever sees them, or the yeah. big audiences don't see them. Um, well, this was <clears throat> was it released in select theaters, or was it really only at festivals? I like, believe it was we only at festivals. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I never really saw it any other place except, you know, out of town in different areas mm-hmm. of the world where they'll have screenings of it and Q&As afterward. But yeah, that was it. There was no theatrical release. But uh, I believe movies like this definitely need to get more fanfare. Yeah. Uh, this movie was it was great. The, the acting in it was great. I mean, they, yeah. to be able to just do whole scenes for like 15, 20 yeah. minutes with no breaks. It's really rare that Joshua Burge is not on camera. There are a couple of... He's in every single scene. There are right. a couple of instances where the camera cuts away from him. But right. Yeah. But, that's, but that's it, though. It's not a lot of quick cuts. It's one, one room. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where it is. And... Um, by the end, uh, right at New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. he uh, he reaches level two fifty seven, and right pretty much when White two K starts, and we don't know in the story if it's because of him, yeah, if it's because of his superpowers, or if it's just because the apocalypse is actually happening in two thousand, right. like a lot of people thought, and um, then that's where kind of uh, it kind of fades to black, and that we see maybe. Um, sometime after the apocalypse, Abby's still sitting in the chair. Still there. It's like winter, yeah. Yeah, and he's there, and Cam comes back to the apartment, not for him, but to kind of, like, loot and see what he can get from his own place after the apocalypse started. Mm-hmm. And Abby knows nothing about this, because he's been in the apartment the whole time, yep. and Cam tells him, you know, people are eating each other alive out there. Um, and then Cam fucks with him even more, you know, uh, I, I believe Abby asks him his dad out there, and he's like, yeah, he's out there, dummy, and shit like that, and he really just goes in on Abby, and that's when Abby has the glasses on and concentrates on Cam, and Cam's fucking head and body explode. Yeah. yeah, but what's, I mean, he, there have been a couple of instances where he did try to get up and he couldn't Right, get yeah, up. he could. He's like, <laughs> So in this instance, he puts the glasses on and he gets up. It's the first time he's ever stood in this right. whole movie. And you don't, you get to see like a quick little glimpse of like his legs and his butt and they're like all red and just like a different <laughs> color from his body. They really didn't focus in on that. Right. I wish they would have in this movie. I think that that's probably my only complaint is that they didn't focus <laughs> in on his deteriorated fucking legs. Oh, that's gross enough. That's my biggest complaint about this movie. But <laughs> other than that, I think it's great. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I think, like I said before, um, more people should see stuff like this. Yeah, there so needs to be more movies like this. The the very very end. Mm-hmm. So. 
Cam's head explodes. Right. And then it, it we don't see any more except for the last thing we see is Abby. And Abby, the door, you hear the door open. Uh-huh. And then Abby smiles and he gets this knife out that he said he had gotten from his, he wanted to give to his father. Because right. his father always gave him some survival stuff. Right. And he thought he would like this knife. So he smiles, he gets the knife out, and he, like, hands it to, like, the camera guy, whoever's on the other side right. of the apartment. And what does he say? He's he says something like, 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 I knew you'd come or something like that. Yeah, something, yeah. something like that. Blackness. Blackness. Over. <laughs> Perfect. That's yeah. how you need to end it. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um... One death in this movie, and that was Cam. Cam. You really don't get to see anything else uh, off screen. <laughs> no breasts, no penises. Nope. Uh, you did get to see almost a naked guy throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is a definite A for me. Um, I'm sure some people's tastes aren't going to like this film. It's very minimalist, yeah. but it's very well done, though. That's what's so great about it. So uh, it's a definite checkout for me. Rented it on Prime um, right now. Why not? Yeah. You know, I'm just going to give it a B, but I've been thinking about this. Kim tells this story. Um, Abby says, no way, Jose, to something, yeah. some challenge. Mm-hmm. And Kim, he's like a bully, so he's like, Jose, let me tell you a story about this guy named Jose. Yeah, yeah. And he tells this story, a man fishing, uh, he fishes and he sells what he can't eat, and he lives this really simple life, and this American approaches him and says, you should start a business. You can make a lot of money this way. Uh-huh. So Jose starts this business, and the business is really successful. He has all these employees. He sinks 40 years into this, and then he decides to retire, and he goes back to actually what made him happy, which was fishing and selling what he can't eat, the thing right. that made him happy in the first place. And the second time I watched this movie, I was like, "Why? what is this story doing here? And I feel like the moral of the story is that Americans take something they love and turn it into something they hate for a profit or... <laughs> and I kind of... Maybe I'm stretching here, but I kind of equated it to Abby playing video games for enjoyment and then it turned into Abby playing video games as a challenge right. to be able to win, secure a spot in this apartment. Right. And I feel like there's a parallel to that story and to Abby. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And when I really started to think about that, if I'm right, if that's what the director and writer really meant to do, then I do give this movie an A, even though it's really, really gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think a lot of the charm comes for this movie, too, yeah. is that it's fucking gross. Yeah. And the, to have actors do that, like Joshua Birch, to to take this character, make it his own, and just roll with it and just be gross. And um, I haven't seen uh, the director's other movies, but I heard there's a scene in one of his other films with uh, Joshua Birch is in uh, with a scene with him eating spaghetti. And then, like, he just kept eating spaghetti, like, stuffing it in his mouth, and the director didn't cut, and then he just kept stuffing it in there. So I gotta check this other movie out. It's called called Buzzard. Oh, Buzzard. Because the one I was curious about was called Ape. Ape. That's where Joshua Burge plays a comedian who is also a pyromaniac. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we gotta check out his other movies. Because I know, uh, I believe Buzzard is on Prime. Okay. So we'll probably check that out sometime this week or next week. We'll try and fit it in. I might need a short break. But oh, you've had long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so definite check out from us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Relaxer. Relaxer. <laughs> Gaming horror, like David Cronenberg. <laughs> Gaming Dave, horror. David Cronenberg does body horror, and this is gaming horror. <laughs> Junk food, lack of water, being sedentary, and then they turn it all into something disgusting. 
<laughs> <laughs> when you game all day on Sunday, at least you usually take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely had to wipe my ass a bunch after this movie. I, I didn't even take a shit, so. Uh, but yes, check this one movie out. And that's about it for us this yeah. week. Uh, we will see you next week, and we got a little bit of a lineup next week, and Jesslyn's movie. And I better hurry plans. up and decide what it is. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think, what, a week ago or two weeks ago, I was like a day before, I was like, oh, I already do this movie, and then we that's did That's true, yeah, um, you usually do wait till the last minute. But sometimes I, I make plan. schedules. Uh, sometimes you do, like yeah, a month yeah. in advance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, most of the time I stick to it, but mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. But anyway, all right, thank you again for listening, and we will check you out next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.